Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by hashtag basketball.com or home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet, including projections for next season, the upcoming season, are out right now. They're out on hashtag basketball.com and guess what? They are free. Go check them out. Again, hashtag basketball.com. How many times how many times do I have to say it? I have to say it again? I'm not gonna say it again because instead I'm going to introduce my co-host. Tyler. P Watts, what's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine, 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 fine day? You know what I'm doing? I'm doing really good. I'm starting to get like I'm starting to kinda of get in the mood for basketball. Like I'm start I'm starting to feel like because it's you know it's a little bit fall, still fucking hot out. But you can kind of tell that it's turning, that some leaves are turning. You know, fall's coming, football or whatever is here, and that means basketball right around the corner. And I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the Bulls. I'm feeling good about the NBA. Just watching regular NBA basketball. I'm excited. It is. We'll be here before we know it. Less than a month till uh, media day, and it's going to be here in a flash. It is really soon, and I've been putting my... Um, my head down getting to work on my tiered rankings my tiers and plateau rankings and i think we're going to be publishing those on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for free um and also i was in a mock draft recently with some other fancy basketball experts we're going to post the results of that on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for free as well as probably go over that in a future episode um, I think it's interesting. It's a little early to be doing mock drafts, but it's an int- I think it's an interesting gauge of um, kind of where maybe the temperature in the room is for some of these players that we don't think about very often. Yeah, and it also, you know, you don't ever want to read too much into one single mock draft, but it also gives you a look at some guys, you know, that are already getting that sleeper hype and some guys that are already... You know, people are way too cool on because maybe they had a bad year last year or maybe they don't like their situation, right? And sometimes in in leagues that draft this early, I throw the situation a little more out the window because we don't really know what the situation is going to be once the regular season comes, right? Like you can say, you know, oh, the Celtics added Malcolm Brogdon. How is that going to hurt, you know, this person's playing time or that person's playing time? But Who's to say that everyone's healthy when the season starts? Like, there's a, you know, a full month of training camp, right? Like, three or four weeks where a lot can happen, and we see a lot happen every single year, right? Yeah, and I get, I get a little worried. I always su- suggest that people, when people ask, I go, when do you want to draft? And I go, I don't, can you draft the day before the season starts? Can you draft the weekend before the season starts? Not everybody has that luxury, right? Uh, so as close as humanly possible to the beginning of the season is when I prefer to draft, even though everybody's in the same boat. It just is a lot more fun to have all that knowledge from training camp, from preseason, know who's healthy, and have the most information humanly possible in order to you know have a successful draft. I love drafting. I love doing mock drafts. I think the best seeing how those mock drafts evolve over time between now and the beginning of the season is is actually my favorite uh, piece of knowledge that I like to use when preparing for my actual real drafts that mean 
uh, cash, money, hose. That's what I only play for those three things, Tyler. Cash, money, or hose. This is not where I expected this to go, but all right. Well, let's get into this team, Michael. Let's do it. Speaking of cash, money, hose, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, are those things. And um, this is like, you know, we, we're running back uh, the team from last year. There's not a ton of a movement uh, within the main uh, fantasy players in this squad. But I think I, I, in a recent mock draft, I, I ended up picking second. And I have two guys who I would pick second. And one of them is on this team. His name is not James Harden. It's Joel Embiid. I've never actually I don't think I've ever owned Joel Embiid in any any like major league I've ever been in. Oh, that's that's the case for me as well. But I would actually take James Harden over Joel Embiid this year. Oh, controversy here at watching the boxes during the Philadelphia 76ers Cash Money Home show. Um all right. State your case, Tyler. Okay, so the case is pretty simple, okay? We saw James Harden maybe not look the best last year, right? And we can say that was for a lot of different reasons, right? He hurt his hamstring with the Nets and this thing and that thing and some other thing. I don't know, lots of things. Right, and he is, you know, getting up there in his age, right? Shout out um, to Harden. I also love strip clubs and wings, and I'm getting up there in age. Um, but there are things that Harden does that are absolutely elite to can bank on, right? Like, he was a top-five player last year shooting 41% from the field. Crazy. He had never, never, never shot below 43, except for his rookie season all the way back in 2010 in Oklahoma City when he was just figuring out how to play NBA basketball. So, and it's not like James Harden is 42, right? Like, James Harden just turned 33 um, on August 26th. So, there's no reason to think he's washed. He is elite assists. Maybe the, maybe the top in the league. And that's not stopping with playing off Joel Embiid, right? So, then you're getting elite no. points, elite rebounds, some pretty elite steals, and elite free throws. I'll bank on that. Because, yeah, the field goal percentage might not be the best, right? It might be 44. But he's going to give you good blocks for a guard, too. Especially if you're looking at him as a point guard. Like, 0.6 blocks is good. Yes. And so, you know, you're giving up maybe one category here to get pretty elite production from a point guard in six. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's a very good uh, opening statement. I love James Harden, even with this kind of step back that he took. Like you're saying, he's only 33. Um, he's still very, very elite in all those categories, but he's no longer elite when it comes to scoring uh, because he doesn't have to be. He All he has to do, which helps his assist, right? Uh, all he's got to do is pass the ball to Joel Embiid. Oh, dude, he scored 22 a game last year. I would say that's, that's still elite. I, that's elite, dude. How many guys scored more than 22 points a game? I don't know. Maybe uh, 20. You think 20 people scored 22 points a game? Yes. 
Ah, no way. I'm looking this up. Look it up. <laughs> let me let me hear the results. Because I know one guy who scored far more than 22 points a game. His name is Joel Embiid, and he scored over 30 points a game. Joel Embiid was up for the MVP last season. Per game value finished higher than James Harden. Um, Harden was 27th in scoring last year. So you were there close. You go. It was pretty close, actually. Um, here's the thing about Joel Embiid. There's only about one thing Joel Embiid doesn't do well. And it's make threes. Except for he hits 1.4 threes from the center position. He scores over, like I said, over 30 points a game, which is... Um, Let's just go to the board. Let's go to the board. Is uh, number one in the league. Rebounds. He has 11.7 last season, which is sixth in the league. That's two insanely elite categories. One and a half blocks, which is in your top 12 in the league. Plus, he's over an assist a game. Right. Um, excuse me. He's over a steal a game. He's definitely over an assist a game. That's for sure. He's one hundred percent over assist a game. He's for a center over four assists a game. Over a steal. He's a block and a half, a three and a half, and over a steal a game. Center. There's lots of guards out there. You can find your uh, Alka Brogdon's hanging out on the peripheral. You can find your. Six, seven assists are getting rarer and rarer, certainly. And James Harden is super elite when it comes to that. Where are you going to get the percentages? Over 50%, over 80% from the line, over 30 points a game. You're basically starting your season with elite stats in three to four categories. And you have a building block that really just sets you up for the rest of the season with Joel Embiid. I don't see how you take James Harden over Joel Embiid. Um, and I think James, uh, Joel Embiid should go second or third in all drafts. That's where I'll stand with our, my good friend, Joel Embiid. Uh, are you worried you're buying high after his the healthiest season of his career? Mm, potentially. That is, that is the risk slash reward. Um, I think that is weighed with Dying low on James Harden on one of his worst seasons in in, in many seasons. Um, I also but, don't know Joel that Embiid, you're getting yeah, two, four assists again from Joel Embiid. I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, well, I mean, I think you got Harden there, who's best with the ball in his hands, probably. You got Tyrese Maxey coming on. You got Tobias Harris, who can score the ball. Um, Harden was he was doing this when Harden was there. Nah, he was down to three and a half when Harden was there. Well, doing a little calculation here, all right? That's fair. Harden play start. Harden joined the team on February twenty fifth. It was the first game Harden played um, for the Sixers, and from February twenty fifth to the end of the season, Joel Embiid averaged exactly three point five assists per game. Okay, there you go. All right, three point five still. For your center, I'll take it. Still good, but again, I mean, 0. 0.7 assist in a category that is scarce to begin with is a lot of assists. Certainly. Right? 
I just um, think Joel's going to have a chip. He's 28. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think he, he, he does think he should have won the MVP last season. He has a good case for winning the MVP last season. I think he wants to run, probably run it back, trying to get the, another, uh, trying to get in that MVP discussion again this season. But you are 100% right. Health is always the key with Joel Embiid. Though, 68 games last season. Both pretty here's- well. Here's where it came down to me, right? We're talking about two absolutely elite players. Two guys that finished in the top five per game. Two guys that finished in the top five in totals, right? Frankly, flip a coin, y'all. It doesn't matter. Take one of these so, guys. They're but all... again, and, and so here's why I say I'm going to go with Harden. You ready for it? Who are you betting on more games for this season? Harden or Embiid? Ooh. Probably. Harden has a very strong track record of being pretty damn healthy. Yeah. Put up wager probably hardened, but I don't think by very much. And so again, that's that's really the separator for me is if I can get hardened for five more games than I can get Embiid, I'll take Harden over Embiid. Well, there you go. I think that that uh, settles it. If you want per game value, Joel Embiid's the guy to get. Just for almost as good per game value as well, James Harden is out there. Handful of more games, probably a little safer when it comes to health, um, and is wild, wild good uh, at everything. And if you'd like to punt, which we don't recommend, you know, you start punting field goal percentage with uh, James Harden, and suddenly James Harden is definitely the number two player in league last uh, last season. So. Take a coin flip. Honestly, both of these guys are fantastic. I like both of them going into this season. I think um, I probably got Harden at four or five, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll reconsider, Tyler. Uh, the rest of this team, on the other hand, though, is um, uh, a mixed bag. I would say uh, none, none of them in the in my in my top fifty, but a couple guys who I think are kind of close. Um, Last season, Tobias Harris finished 63rd overall in per-game value, while Tyrese Maxey finished 67th. If you look at totals, though, on the other hand, both of those guys played uh, over 73 games. Tyrese Maxey played 75. Uh, In totals, Tyrese Maxey was 38th, and Tobias Harris was 39th. So, really, over the course of a season, both these guys very, very valuable, and I, I feel like temperature in the room especially on tobias harris is pretty cold yeah for me tobias harris despite not finishing in the top 50 like i'm considering him right around that 50th pick right like i think he's in my 50 to 60 range and i don't think anyone's really gonna draft him there right like they never they never do like we're looking at adp last year was actually 41st but i feel like people think he had a bad year and like if I can get Tobias Harris at pick four, even at pick 50, I think that's a good value, man. He's always healthy. He's not going to do anything super flashy, but he's going to score you like 17, 18 points. He's going to get you some good assists. He's going to get you seven rebounds. He could easily get you a steal and a block, right? Like we've seen him be like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9 in both of those categories. Percentages are good. Like I just think Tobias Harris is criminally underrated and – I think he's going to slip in a lot of drafts, and I'm going to be there to snag him like around pick you know, 55, 60, and I'm going to feel like I got a pretty good value there. 
And Tobias Harris is uh, boring. And if you've noticed, we like boring older players who, caveat here is who, whom, consistently perform across the board in all categories year in and year out. Chris Middleton's one of those players. Drew Holiday's one of those players. Tobias Harris, he's one of those players. He is just good. He's good at every category. He's very solid across the board, and he's solid every single night. He's quite boring, right? There's never, there's really never the, like, oh, my God, like, 45 points by Tobias Harris. Uh, holy shit. He did have a 30-point game last season, but usually he's just getting you your 18 that you need, your 17 points that you need, your seven rebounds that you need, your, uh, you know, three and a half, four assists. Just getting it night in and night out every single night and that might be boring but it being that guy after six into the sixth into the seventh round getting him in those rounds being able to just to stick him in your roster sit and forget with players like that that is what wins championships i'm with you i feel like i'm not gonna own maxi on any teams uh, I think the temperature in the room of Maxi is a little hot. Yeah, and I, so he finished 67th in per game value last year, right? Pretty good. So we look, we look at him and we go like, all right, I mean, he's young. There's a ton of potential for him to get better as a 21-year-old, right? But, Very young. You know, how many more points can he score with Harden and Embiid and Harris on this team, like it's actually it, really impressive that he's scoring that many with with the team that he's on. Right, and so I just don't know that I want to pick this guy at. I I feel like he's going in the top forty. Is that fair? He's certainly going in the top fifty. I yeah, I think he's probably good. You're going to see him in that forty fifty range. I think a lot of people are on him as a young. Uh, up-and-comer uh, player who basically broke out last season, right? He's got a lot to like. His percentages are fantastic. He His assists have room to grow. His points probably don't have room to grow. Um, but he really fits well on this 76ers team. I think you make a great point, right? If he's not on his own team, right, when we see him kind of play by himself or when, when people are injured or when the stars are out there, he kind of goes off. I think that's what people really like about him. But him being on this team, I think that, like you're saying, limits the ceiling. Well, and you got to say, too, that there's not much in defensive stats. He played 35 minutes a game last year. He got you .7 steals and .4 blocks. Like, yeah. not great, right? And so if he's going to increase them, that's – Really, for me, his chance to go from 67th in per game value to inside the top 50. I am not banking on that. I would kind of like to have draft him in that 50 to 60 range, right where I'm going with Tobias Harris. I don't think at all he's going to be there. I think he's going to be more in the third, fourth round range. And at that point, like I think I just got other guys I like better in the third or fourth round. Yeah, I, I like him a little, even a little bit, just a tad bit later than 60, uh, simply because I don't think the assists are going to grow much with James Harden playing full-time. 
and uh, his assist also went down uh, as James Harden showed up, who needs the ball at all times. Uh, the percentages should probably stay pretty the same because he's not the focal point of uh, of the offense, does make open shots. But we always kind of say this, where does he have room to grow? Played 35 minutes last season. We were saying he took 13.3 shots, 13 shots a game. Are the shots going to go up? Eh, maybe a little bit. Are the minutes going to go up? Probably not. Um the rebounds gonna go up I, I could see maybe rebounds going up slightly or this is gonna go up probably not you're 100% right with if he gets over a steal that's where you're gonna start seeing much more value from him and that's where you'll get your value by taking him in that 60 range but, I mean his ceiling is really like his ceiling really is limited like I, I I don't see much improvement over last season and I think a lot of people think he's going to break out I think he's gonna be like a 25 Five and five guy, and I, I just don't see it. Yeah, not in this situation with Harden and Embiid. I just don't see the the upside for that. And um, you know, maybe in a couple years when Harden is is getting up there, and you know, he can be that second star to Embiid. But I don't think it's going to be in in this season. Yeah, I think he could be uh, in the future a lot of fun. I think if you're in a dynasty league, right? Um, you know, if you play if you play in a dynasty league, as I think some of you listeners do, and myself and Tyler definitely do, um, people get really, really, really far too excited for players like uh, Kate Cunningham and Tyrese Maxey versus Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, right? But when rookies can't start growing and they start panning out and they end up being kind of like 70 80 ranked players right um they kind of lose their luster and i think tyrese maxi is a nice one to kind of pay attention to in a dynasty league um if you got if you're in a dynasty league and you have tyrese maxi hold on to him don't trade him uh, ask for top dollar for this guy but on the flip side of that if you don't own tyrese maxi and you see the owner kind of expecting talking a lot of shit saying, oh, Tyrese Maxey is going to have his year. This is it. He's about to go off. He's about to take the lead, blah, blah, blah. And Tyrese Maxey kind of has the same year as he did last year. Might be a decent time to strike on a Tyrese Maxey because I think in the future, um, you know, when he gets either the role of you know, the James Harden role on this team or another team potentially, uh, I do think his fantasy game has uh, plenty of room to grow, and I really do like um, – I really do like how he plays basketball. I think he's a very good basketball player. Oh, yeah. I think we could easily see him being a 20-plus point per game scorer if he's kind of the focal point of an offense or even, like, the secondary point of an offense next to Embiid. I would love to see that, uh, but I don't think it's in the cards for this season. And I don't, I'm not really sure drafting anyone else on this team is in the cards for me this season. Tyler, what about you? Are you interested in a, in a D'Anthony Melton? Oh, Maybe Melton. Matisse Tybalt? Both players finished inside the top 130 last year in per-game value uh, based mostly on their ability to steal the ball. Uh, this team is going to be very interesting if Joel Embiid gets hurt because they don't really have another center on their roster. So I'm assuming they're going to play small ball, and that would really be an injury. Would be the time for both Melton and Tybal to get some extended minutes, 
and to show what they can do. If Melton is playing 30 minutes a game, I am very interested in DeAnthony Melton. If Ty- Matisse Tybel is playing 30 minutes a game, I'm very interested for the defensive stats, although he's not going to give you much else. Like, If you're saying one of these two gets 30 minutes per game, I'd much rather be Melton, because I feel like he's going to be very good in fantasy if he plays 30 minutes a game. Probably like 13-ish points, probably can five and a half rebounds, like three and a half assists, like deal and a half, block, you know, probably half a block, maybe 0.6, 0.7, two threes. Like, he could be really good. Um, So let's see how this shakes out, I guess. But he's a guy I'm definitely putting on my watch list. And if one of those guys, like, goes down, you know, whether it's Maxi or Tobias Harris or James Harden, like, I think I'd pick up Anthony Melton. 100%. 100%. I think D'Anthony Mills has been the um, the forbidden fruit of, like, fantasy basketball for, like, ages. It's just like, if that guy could just eat, man, if he just got 32 minutes a game, goddamn, would he be a good fantasy basketball player? And it's never happened. He just keeps floating around from team to team, never getting the minutes. Um, and it, I would say he's not going to get the minutes on a healthy 76ers team. But it is a, it is a very... Um, is not a very uh, deep team here. It is. It's pretty short. I don't. I, who comes in and plays center? Uh, uh, gorgeous Nang. Not gorgeous Diang, but gorgeous Niang. Um. Yeah, like, that's that, that's what I'm saying. It's it's probably PJ Tucker. He's gonna play small, like like the, the uh, Rockets, the Rockets Harden version, right? They played Daniel House some. They played Tybal some. They played Corkmaz. You know, like. I'll just play super small. Yeah, he'll be fun. I mean, James Harden will just do James Harden shit, uh, which will probably exalt him back into kind of like a number one space. So I guess if you're hedging, right, like if you just go, I think Harden's going to be healthier and Joel Embiid is an injury risk. And if Harden is healthy and Embiid's not playing, well, I guess Harden's probably going to be scoring closer to 30 points a game. Uh, and in that case, he's once again a top fantasy but I think he can go either way with those guys. I think Bias Harris, we're going to own a lot of him. Tyrese Maxey, not so much. And the rest of these guys are, I think they're just good streamers, frankly, but definitely good to keep an eye on them. I also think that's it for the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, which kind of wraps up, I think, our title contenders here in the, the East, other than, of course, the Chicago Bulls, which we will definitely be getting to sooner than later. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to plug, and where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, or support us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes, where you'll be able to find uh, the mock drafts, our rankings, and other things for free. Because all we ask is that if you like the show, support the show. It's $2 a month. That's it. That's all. It helps support. It helps keep the show running. Helps put a little, uh, you know, little spending change in our pockets. You know, what I mean, going around town, buying uh, trinkets, buying uh, coffees, buying beers, buying shots for uh, for the locals in the town. That's what I'm gonna do with the money, Tyler. I don't know. Two dollars a month is not really that much, but I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna put it back in my community. I don't know. What, I don't know what you're gonna do, Tyler. What are you gonna do with that two dollars a month? Or no. wonderful Patreons. Nobody wants to know what I'm going to do with that $2 a month, do they? I mean, not anymore. I don't think they want to know. 
Um, so tweet at Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Maybe he'll tell you what he's gonna do with that hot, stinky, sweaty cash. I'm gonna give it to the local ooze conveyors within my neighborhood because I'm a decent human being. Um, but you gotta support the show if you want those things to happen. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. There are many ways to support the show, and we thank each and every one of you just for listening. Even if you're not financially supporting the show, you're supporting the show through your moral support by downloading and listening to the show. We love you, we care about you. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. I really do. I really do appreciate the listeners out there. I don't say that a lot. But, um, crazy shit going on. I really do appreciate all the listeners out there, everybody who reaches out to us. It's really, uh, it's really quite nice uh, to know there is a nice community out there uh, supporting us. I think the, we'll see you next time for another team. Maybe, maybe it will be those Chicago Bulls, uh, future champions, Chicago Bulls. But either way, stay safe. We'll see you next time.